In today's episode, we're speaking to Cameron Croden. Cameron is a young entrepreneur who's made a mark for himself in the real estate market and now has gone on to buy multiple businesses and is going to different fields. Let's find out how he worked on his mindset and changed it, his mindset, to change his life. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And guess what? We have an absolute treat for you. We have the one and only Cameron Coden here, who agreed to come on as a guest. And I'm super, super chuffed. Welcome, Cameron. Thank you, Gul. Happy to be here. I am so, so excited. So as you've heard from the intro, Cameron is one heck of an entrepreneur, someone who I aspire to be like, especially when it comes to real estate, because my real estate knowledge is, <laughs> needs improving for sure. <laughs> and of course, he manages funds and so forth. So of course, he's an, he's an amazing entrepreneur, but obviously not without his, um, you know, we all pay our dues and he has had to work on his mindset to change his life. So we're going to find out today what happened and what was his journey. So Cameron, tell us for just for, you know, from your own from your mouth from your own words what is it that you do of course we've been through your intro but just tell everybody what is that you do uh yeah so thank you Gold. uh currently i own a company called cjc esteem partners and um, it's a parent company mainly based in real estate multi-family real estate is is where what our real bread and butter is but we do commercial real estate as well and large land deals um we 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 have a over the, about the last seven years or so, we've, we've built up a system that is ex- a very uh, robust system of finding off-market properties. And so we were serving um, family offices, private equity firms, hedge funds uh, for a long time. And then we got very good at what we did and just decided to, well, we should start buying properties as well. So now we buy, operate, and manage uh, multifamily across the U.S., uh, though we have done some international deals as well. Um, so that's the core of our business, but now we also buy companies. So uh, we're, we have about five portfolio companies currently. Most of them overlap within the real estate industry um, and then some or more in the, uh, the digital security space um, kind of with, with that, that emerging. But it's, it's mainly a real estate and, and private equity. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, that's quite an achievement to have at such a young age. So let's so get started. So how did everything start from you? Obviously, you didn't end up being here where you are. Talk us through your journey. What happened and what made you think that you want to be an entrepreneur? Because you know, that's, that's a decision that someone has to make. Mm-hmm. So what led you to, down this path? Yeah, so it was, uh, it's been a, a quite, a, quite a journey. Um, my, my background uh, up until about seven years ago was, in, uh, was kind of diverse. It was in hospitality. It was in business development, a little bit in international investments. Um, and through all, throughout all of those, I never made more than a hundred thousand dollars a year was mm. not, you know, it was, that was, that was a, you know, a peak, a good year. Um, but just wasn't really focused and, and didn't really do a lot of, um, of real self development and self work, mm. worth, uh, well work, no, yeah, self work. And, uh, so at that time, just previous, so about, about eight years ago, I believe now, 
Um, I had lost, I'd lost everything. I just, I'd made some poor business decisions. And like I said, I was not saving, I was not investing and I wasn't really working on myself. And so mm. I ended up losing my house, my cars. Oh, um, you lost every, everything, literally. Everything. Yeah, everything. And so I, I, uh, I went, I was in Florida at the time and I ended up moving. I got an opportunity to, uh, to go to a, basically a group home in Texas and so I lived in a group home with about 26 people coming off the streets in bunk beds. There was four bunk, four beds per room. It was very wow. loud and very, very uncomfortable. It's not something that I'd, I'd really been through before. So, uh, but I made a decision when I, when I lost everything to, to change, change everything and to live the rest of my life as an expression of gratitude to God, to, uh, to, to the universe, to my, the, my family who was so nice, you know, to, so they've just always been wonderful uh, growing up. Um, and just, just really, you know, be express the best the most of my potential become the absolute best that I could be, um, to give back, uh, really for, for just the gift of life. Um, but also mm -hmm. just the gift of being able to be and, and become something that, that would, that could, that could give more to other people. Um, that's very important to me. So, um, on the plane flight over, I started to make some goals, um, for myself and, uh, and who write out who exactly who I wanted to become. Um, so I wrote out basically everything I wanted to do until the, I was 100, until I'm 120 years old, and I've now extended that to 175. Oh, uh, wow. Because okay. I'm on living that long. Um, so I wrote out this really, really, really beautiful, vibrant future of exactly what I wanted to achieve, what I wanted to con contribute, and who I wanted to be um, while I was going over there. Now, when I got to the um, homeless, the shelter, whatever you want to call it, uh, I didn't have any contacts. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't didn't know anybody. Didn't have any money. In fact, I was about twenty thousand dollars in debt. So I started to lay tile and do odds and ends jobs, help people move, uh, do roofing for twenty bucks here and there. And I spent that money on a bus ride to the library. And I started just to read voraciously. I'd never really been a, been a big reader, and current now I, I read a book a week. And I've, I, that's when I started. Took me a while to get up to that speed, but uh, now I've I've kept that uh, ever since, and so that's been one of the most extremely valuable, uh, of course. Um, and so I, I went to the library and was reading, and I was googling how to make money without money, and real estate was one of the things that came up, and so it was wholesaling real estate, and so that's just the one that I picked, and I, I chose that and started to learn more and more about wholesaling real estate. I actually printed my first contract off uh, the library computer, <laughs> hoping that it was the right one. And uh, I took the bus two hours. I found on Zillow a, a burnt down home, um, distressed property, and, and I found some investor meetings in, in the town. And so I took a bus two hours out. Um, I had one pair of nice clothes, so I wore that and got off the bus about uh, two blocks down and walked there so nobody would, <laughs> would see. I got there quite early and, uh, and went and toured my first house there and, and ended up getting that under contract. It took a lot of trips there and back, of course. Uh, it wasn't just the one, but I got it under contract and I brought it to an investor meeting. And the guy who was putting it on, I started to go to a few of those and I'd just always go and talk to the guy who was putting them on and kind of let them know where I'm coming from, what I'm trying to uh, accomplish. And, and I, I ended up finding the pretty much the biggest burned down house buyer. One of the only guys that used to, his name was Ray Sasser. He's biggest, uh, one of the biggest single family investors in, in Houston still for the last like 34 years. And um, so he was one, he was the first kind of purchase, person to purchase uh, the house. I didn't really make that much, but at the time it was a couple thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. um, so it was really, that's where it started. And then I just started to meet people and say, how can I serve you? And I'd work for people learning basically how to do the wholesaling business. And uh, over the next few six, probably six months or so, 
I got, I got, I got the, the whole, I got it down. I knew what I needed to do. I made enough to make a payment on a car and uh, got to that point and then started to uh, make a fair amount of money, probably about 5,000 a month, but it still wasn't anywhere near where I wanted to be for my mm -hmm. goals. I wanted to retire my parents. I wanted to, um, I had a dream car that I wanted to get. Um, I wanted to be able to give to uh, my church and, you know, things, things like that. And, and uh, so I said, well, can't we just do this with larger deals? Yeah. So I started to do that. And then 18 months in uh, my goal was to make a um, hundred thousand dollars a month. And my goal was, I wrote it down on April 17th and I didn't make it on April 17th, but on May 28th of the this following month, I made 128,000 and then it just rolled from there. Mm -hmm. And so that was, that's when I got into multifamily and that's, it was something that was, it was finding, finding the deals, finding who's looking for those deals, serving both of those, both of the people. And I, I, I dove into, to understand exactly how, how are the buyers or the investment firms are looking at the deals, what they look for. So I'm looking at it exactly like them. And, uh, and then that's, that's really how we got started in, in the business. And then from there, it's just grown. And now we're doing private equity and buying properties and, mm -hmm. and things like that. And so um, a cool, cool thing. And my, my number one director, our director of, op, of, of acquisitions is, was actually running the house that I was in and he's just, he's still with us and, and he's crushing it. And so it's uh, no oh, wow! So people long from where you know from when you were that that at that yeah. interesting yeah. kind of people you meet. So now that is quite a journey and in, in rapid time as well, like rapid time. It's yeah. like, oh seven years, but seven years is nothing. When it's happening, I know it's it's like oh yeah, the days seem to drag and stuff, especially when you're traveling yeah. on the bus. I can imagine, but I you know yourself that's rapid time to make the kind of transformation going from you know making twenty dollars a day to five thousand you know five thousand a month even that is quite an, <laughs> quite a jump yeah now, what led you to the decision that i want to read i mean that's the, that's i know this is what helped you the mindset for sure because you, yeah. you literally change your mindset and when you change your mindset you change your life we know that that's why we, we, we have these discussions but i want to go a bit deeper i want to know what made you think i want to go and read i mean that's 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 not the first thing that you know a guy, young lad of your age would think that I need to go to the library and read more reading. You either read or you don't read. And the average person doesn't like reading much. Okay, I right. love reading, and I, I I don't have much time, so I do I do a lot of audiobooks because yeah. thank God for audiobooks now. But what made you think I'm gonna get that and go you know take the bus, use my money that I have, use it as mm -hmm. bus fare, go to the library and read? Mm -hmm. um, so for me, it was finding a finding out about myself is really where I, so I started in psychology and human development when I was right. reading. And then I was like a success, you know, finding, find, then, then I started to see similarities and I was uh, much like the masses. I, I did not like to read. I, I like, I don't think I read a full book prior to that. Mm. Uh, certainly not a, like a personal development book. Mm. Um, but then as reading psychology, reading human behavior, did that, then got, that got me to, you see names and success, you know, different, find different books from, from books. Mm -hmm. And so I just started to kind of, to, to go with that. And, and I would, uh, <clears throat> when I got a phone and I, at the, at the, on, on YouTube, I would, I would look up successful, you know, successful people. And so Tony Robbins, of course, uh, Bob Proctor and, mm -hmm. and uh, Brendan Bouchard and all these people who study success, um, who I eventually met all of them, but um, it's, uh, that, that's where I kind of started. And that's where I was able to see these similarities. And really, it just that's, I, I just wanted to learn about myself, and then very interested in learning about other people, mm -hmm. and how we why we do the things we do and learning about the subconscious mind. And I learned about meditation and gratitude. Those were two of the biggest yeah. catalysts of, you know, for 
why I think things move so well, why I, I looking back, know things move so fast. Yeah. Um, and so I, it was really just under trying to understand myself, why I was in the situation I was in, mm-hmm. um, but also other people try, trying to understand human nature and psychology um, yeah. more so is where it started. And then it just branched into success and biographies of successful people and learning how, you know, that, what, how people have achieved success in, in, in the past and looking at the similarities and use, using what I could from those. I mean, it sounds quite, um, in hindsight, it seems really logical and, oh, that makes sense. And obviously this is the reason why you're so successful today. But when you're going through certain stages, it's very difficult to acknowledge and understand, okay, what's my course of action? Not to sit there and wallow in self-pity, it's to actually, okay, what can I do? Let's read, Let's, let's see how can I be successful. If somebody else is successful, success leaves clues, let me find those clues. That's quite a decision. That's a quite important decision to make, which most people unfortunately fail to recognize, forget making it. But I'm intrigued with you that one, you decided to go and read in the library. And secondly, the next one is how did you, I mean, I know, I know this was a major factor for you. This probably led you to read in the first place is, is a gratitude, but from an average person standpoint, how did you find the courage or the mindset even to to be grateful when you lost everything your home your cars your and some people say i, I don't i don't agree to this but some people do say um it was a part of your um, dignity because you feel like oh, i've got i'm living in a in a, in a sheltered home now and mm-hmm. you know the, the shame attached to that whatever how mm-hmm. did you retain the the attitude of gratitude in those circumstances yeah, that's a really, really good question. Um, and so I, it was something, you know, I was learning about in, uh, it, it's funny because I, there, there, there was that kind of uh, the, the, the balance in the beginning of the shame, mm-hmm. shame, like, oh my, how did I end up here? Yeah. And then the, hey, I'm still alive and there's a roof over my head and yeah. there's, you know, there's, there's people in that place, I suppose I got to, so there's people who perished when I was there. Uh, people in a lot worse situations. So you, you see that as well, even when you're amidst it and you've been to, to a different, a different place in life, um, you know, it's just travel all the time before that. And, and um, so it was this kind of interesting, uh, interesting balance. And, and I chose to lean into the gratitude mm-hmm. um, and I would, I would literally, so that I was studying it too. So I was learning about gratitude. I was learning about the psychology and what it does to your, your energy and your ke- brain chemistry. Yeah. And so I, I would go, I would leave the, the house in the mornings, every single morning to a little abandoned church that was down the street. And I'd sit on, sit where no one could see me. And I'd, I'd just get, go inside and I would, I would, I would find the things that I was grateful for. I was find, grateful for my past, the way I did it. Is that would be all these experiences in my past time with family, time with friends that what I didn't have at the time, feel that feeling and then bring it into where I am right now and find what it, what it could, what it could find it, that I was grateful for right now. And I started to see things and I did this every single day for, I, I don't, I've, I've missed maybe two days in the last seven years, but it's, uh, but it was, it was at least for for a year and a half straight. And then I missed what, just when I was traveling overseas, but, but that's, that's kind of where it started. And then I started to really see things. The, the things that I was really grateful for, the food, the water, transportation, like a bus was yeah, still, I could get to the library, which was great, where I could get the books, where I could get the, mm-hmm. the computer. And so I found all these things that I certainly would have overlooked before. Yeah. And and it just became cumulative. And as I did it every day, every day, conditioned myself to be that, to live from that place, mm-hmm. it really starts to change who you it are. Does. You it does. It does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where it was just, it was overdoing it, doing it day after day after day. 
continuously, which I absolutely love in a talk because that exactly is how gratitude works. When you start, I mean, Tony Robbins says this, you know, energy flows where focus goes. And absolutely. So the more you find, um, the more you feel gratitude for something, the more reasons you find to be gratitude. And I love the fact that you find, you found gratitude in the small things, which are not small, to be honest, by the way, you know, having water, having shelter, having um, yeah. food. Most people say, oh, well, really, but that is, that's the most basic human need. And there are many people in the world who don't have that luxury. They don't have an easy access to water. They don't have good access to nutritious yeah. food. And they are sleeping in the rough. They don't have a roof over their head. So the three basic things you had, but recognizing in that moment and being grateful for it, I, I appreciate it because I was there, you know, not, not, not that long ago, actually, when I was close to bankruptcy. And I remember I had, I had my kids, had my health. And if I even at least my home, I knew that I would find a place to stay for, you know, we would have shelter. And I was in a, in a position that I would have, I would make yeah. enough money to be able to feed my kids and we have water. So the basic things were covered and we were all healthy. So I was at rock bottom and still I found some solace in the, in the base, basic needs. Our basic needs were always met, always met, even in the darkest hour. And that's where you need to pull yourself out yeah. from. When you say, Karen, yeah. you need to find things you're grateful for and including your health, you were healthy. That's really important because there's so many people who don't have, you know, two limbs and, you know, or have cancer or another, God knows whether, you know, health ailments, you had your health and you could make yourself up again. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. It's... So what advice would you give to someone, Cameron, who's in a similar situation who either has lost their business? And by the way, as an entrepreneur, it's very common for you to go belly up. <laughs> and lose your business oh, yeah. right because yeah. that's where you learn you, you you fail multiple times you know and I, I did a podcast recently i failed my way to success <laughs> but that's yeah. how, it, how it works but yeah. so someone listening to this thing thinking oh you know i've tried this a number of times and i've just you know i maybe i just maybe you know entrepreneurship isn't cut out for me maybe i should just go back into a job maybe i should just not give up on this business idea what advice would you give to someone like that who's in stuck in a in a rut yeah, uh, it's what well, you're. <laughs> you're absolutely right. It's. I mean, just from the last seven years, has not been a straight. You know, straight shot up. It's, 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 that's that's what people outside assume. <laughs> it's just straight yeah. line up. But it's, it's like down up, topsy turvy, down down, and then back up again. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It it really is, and it's. Um, so I, I suppose uh, the you know the advice would be it would be just it's a couple of things. So two things. There first and foremost is is really. The, um, you can get when you, especially when you're on the, in the down part of the cycle of the cycle yeah. of, go, of going up, um, you can get so locked into your business because you're trying, you're like, okay, I got to try everything and I got to put all my energy and effort into, mm -hmm. into getting the money and then get back to a balanced life when I'm, you mm -hmm. know, back up on the, the rise. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I found time and time again, that that's a quick way to burn out. And that's a quick way to, yeah, sure. It can be done, but you're, you lose so much of the, um, the time, you know, with, with yeah. your, with your kids or your family. Yes. Um, it's, it's really important to focus. I mean, to, to as hard as it is, cause it's exactly the opposite of what you internally or you normally want to do is to, to dedicate time to yourself, uh, to your, your, you know, your, your, your spirituality, your gratitude and to family or something that has nothing, nothing to do with, with the, the business itself. Mm. Um, for me, that's, that's mm. one thing that I found a lot of, I got a lot of energy from that and it gave me different ideas, uh, in terms of when things needed to be tweaked a little bit in the business or have to recognize a certain thing in the market. It was really outside of being in that day to day, 
um, where I got those is that inspiration from. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was an, that was a, a huge thing, even though it felt completely counterintuitive to what was actually going to get me to where I needed to be or get out of the situation. Um, so that's the first part. The second part is to recognize that everything in life uh, and in business has seasons. And that's something yes. you don't usually see unless yes. you have to go through it. Um, and so to know that that's just a season and that there are things that we can't see that are going on uh, that, that are going to, that, that are always, there's laws that, that we have, that it will, it always comes back and usually comes back higher, but mm-hmm. to prepare for that and know it's coming um, and just know that that's, you're just in that, just in that phase and uh, to just be able to learn and I guess just be able to recognize that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I think th- that would be the advice on those, those two parts of it that have really helped me in the past. Thank you so much, Cameron. That's that's actually very, very good advice. And I totally agree. And I think this one point that most people, I think seasoned entrepreneurs get familiar and get used to the idea of seasons. Uh, The new ones are probably shaken a little bit like, I just made so much money and now I've got nothing left. (laughs) Um, What happened to that? Where did all the money go? But it is, it's the seasons. And this is how business works. It's not a steady upstream. It's up and down, left, right, and center. And sometimes it is down in the dumps and you have to you know, pull yourself out again. And especially on the online space, as we know, <laughs> there are also other factors like Facebook and other things that can, can throw you off if, if your business is primarily based on, on Facebook. And as I found recently, that it mm-hmm. completely threw me off. But you'll find a way around. The point is, everything is a channel and your channel may change. I say, you know, your prosperity is coming from divine energy and you believe in God. So we both are on the same page. So, you know, your abundance is coming from God, whether it's from one channel or the other. And this faith, is what keeps entrepreneurs going in those dark and those uh, winter phases of their businesses, would you say? Oh, absolutely. It's, that's, it's, it's, it's absolutely imperative. Uh, it, it's got to be faith, the faith, the faith and the attitude, the, the knowingness that it, it will, you know, it's, it's there. It's, it's, you just, it's, it's, you just got to keep go through it. Going. Yep. It's just Wonderful. part of it. So Cameron, where can we find you on internet? How can we connect with you? Um, so I'm on Facebook and Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, we are, uh, CJC esteemed partners is it's www.c Charlie, just Charlie echo. Oh, sorry. Charlie, just Charlie esteemed partners.com is our website. Um, and that's, uh, we've also got bridgetowercapital.com. Um, but CJC is the main business. So you can uh, drop me a line there, DM me on any of the social channels. Um, also CJC, um, Steam Partners is, we've got our LinkedIn and our Facebook as well, but Cameron Curran is, is my handle. Um, just my, my name. Uh, I'm the only one I think out there. So, um, that's been, that's been nice for, for SEO. <laughs> but, I'm sure uh, it is. Yeah, <laughs> and like my name, my name is so common. Gulkan is so common, <laughs> and it's actually a Persian male name, <laughs> which is even more interesting. Like, okay, <laughs> wow. <laughs> but anyway, um, for those listening, thank you so much, Cameron. For those listening, um, all the links that Cameron has just mentioned and his um social media handles will be um on our uh, description. So if you're watching, if you listen to this on the podcast, remember all of these will be in the description, in the show notes, and for the podcast. And if you're watching this on YouTube, down below. Down below, you'll find all the links that Cameron has just mentioned. So go and check him out. If you are interested in real estate, he's an awesome, awesome, awesome person to to, um, speak to and get advice from. And he is going to be back. So Cameron will join me at a later date on our Money Talkie segment. And then that's where he will teach us something about real estate or something he wants to teach us so that we can improve our our business and um, especially for our real estate game. So thank you so much, Cameron, for being such an amazing guest for us. We would love to have you back. And of course, we are going to have you back on the Money Talkie. So thank you so much. And it was an honor, Gold. Thank you so much. 
Oh, thank you I so much. Look forward to uh, next time. Yeah, wonderful, right. wonderful, wonderful. And for those listening, thank you so much for joining me and Cameron today. I will be back on another Friday free show with another amazing guest sharing their life journey and telling us, oh, sharing with us how they change their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.gulkhan.com. That's G-U-L-L-K-H-A-N.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day millionaire mindset makeover challenge, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.millionairemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in our next five-day challenge. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan. Take care and bye for now.